0: Support for the Couples' Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about something that we all have to contend with when we're talking about relationships. Um, Some of us get it right. Some of us struggle. You know, and I don't mean one. I mean us as in couples. A lot of couples struggle to figure out what... Um, what it is they're gonna do, and what what am I talking about? I'm talking about communication. Okay, over the next few weeks, uh, we're gonna do a three or four part series about communication. Um, because we blame communication for the problems we have in our relationships, and sometimes it is a matter of dealing with communication, but other times we just blame communication because we're selfish or we are um we maybe we don't want to be married i don't know right so we're gonna tackle it we're we're gonna give communication its credit where it deserves its credit but we're also um not gonna scapegoat communication if that makes any sense okay so but before we get into that i wanted to share an interesting article that i read um few days ago uh the story i saw in the news about in a couple uh, not sure where they're from but they've been married for 70 years and when you hear about someone being married for 70 years if you've been married for seven minutes you have to give them credit they asked this couple of course what is it that um Enabled them to stay together for so long. They've been married since 1950, okay, 70 years and counting. And the way the husband answered, he says that you never want to go to sleep angry. He adds, solve your problems before you go to bed, because otherwise you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to think the same thing, you're going to have those problems all day. When you go back to bed that night, you're still going to have them. But if you solve them before you go to bed the first time, you're through with them. Ladies and gentlemen, that is sound advice. And they've got the record to prove it. Okay. We want to be like these guys. And, and yes, yeah, 70 years, but they seem very happy based on the article. They did not get to 70 years of marriage without figuring out how to communicate. So that's the first thing, right? They figured out how to communicate and it is a language that works for them. So what that means is the way I may communicate with my wife and the way this couple communicates after 70 years may be completely, probably will be completely different for you okay there are many different factors that go into uh, how a couple communicates right what they communicate about when they communicate um, a lot of unspoken things all of which we're going to get into over the next few weeks but for the sake of this show we're going to just going to focus on how we started right so we titled this episode can we talk Right. Can we talk? So this question, it's a bit of a two parter. Right. Can we talk at one asking for permission? And two, can we talk like are we able to talk? Do we even know how to talk? And the fact is a lot of couples just don't know how. OK, what a lot of couples do, I've found, is they play the mind reader game. And you guys know who you are. OK, OK. In the past, I've been, uh, I'll admit, I've been guilty of playing the mind reader as well as feeling like my mind was already read. Right. So this is when we say you should have known or I thought you knew. Right. The mind reader that. So first, if, if you're one of these people who plays the mind reader or the one whose mind is being read. Right. Let's not confuse the two. Don't. The mind reader, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Um, Trying to guess. And that's all it is. Trying to guess versus actually asking the question. And the one who's just letting their mind be read, that's lazy. Okay, that is lazy. Inevitably, playing this game will end up in miscommunication and conflict. Okay? There have been times where... Her dean has said something to me, and instantly I assume she knew what I was thinking or what was already happening, only to find out days later she had no clue, no idea. Okay, in other instances, I've been upset about something, and a lot of them just real silly. I'm upset, and I just assume she knows what I'm upset about or what's bothering me. Okay, that is not how we communicate. So if you're playing that game, um, cut it out. The next one not only do we try to be clever, but we are a bit too clever. Too clever for our own good. Listen, keep it simple. Okay, Uh, there's an acronym KISS. you you, i'm sure lots of you have heard this keep it simple stupid right that that's what that last s stands for don't try to be too clever you know we especially in this age of technology and all of the emojis which by the way texting there are just some conversations that are not for texting okay but We try to be too clever. We try to do too much. Or some of us will use words that, first of all, we don't even know how to spell or know what it means. So we ain't got no kind of business trying to speak a language or use words that we don't understand, okay? And what I've heard or been told, you know, one partner, be it the husband or or the, uh, the wife, They try to get clever because they're trying to confuse their partner. Okay. Um, Say things like, oh, I told you this. I thought you knew. Remember when? And it is a downward spiral. Because if I feel like you're trying to confuse me and you're not being straight with me. Okay. Now we got a whole different set of problems and in, and again inevitably it's only a matter of time before the one who's just trying to be too clever, trying to be too slick, you know, fast talking, it's only a matter of time before you 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 trip over your own tongue and and upset your partner. Right? No one's comfortable with someone who's slick talking and just saying too much um you know, quick to answer there's just something fishy about that, right? And if that—that's your partner, you—you—we're you, not—we're just not happy about that. Um, the next thing, okay, games, right? Games. Um, instead of talking, a lot of people like to play games. Um, when I was younger, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. When I say younger, y'all gotta understand. Um, I'm talking about like high school, early college, right? I had this thing where I I, I used to I used to play games. Okay, I'll confess. I, I used to see what people were was about. Okay, judge me if you want to. I know I'm not the only one. I I because I learned a long time ago that a lot of people won't be straight with you. Okay, and rather than you asking and asking. You know, you had to kind of create some situations just to see who they were. Um, and listen, catch me on on the weekend and we can talk all day about the the good and the bad of that situation. But a lot of people, even after 5, 10, 15, 20 years of marriage, they'll play these games. Right. And what do I mean? So they'll set up situations. They'll set up uh, situations to see how people will respond um, what their answer will be in this situation. Then they set up another situation and then they'll see if the answers match. And when I ask these couples, I say, hey, listen, I can understand if we're young and we're not, and we don't know better. But after a while, being with this person, what, what, what is the reason? And some people just, play these games it's a trusting, is what it comes down to you don't believe what you're being told so you have to test them with these games you know uh he said that he would um he would care for me or i didn't have to work so you're gonna play like you're sick just to see what he does right or she said that you know she would do this so i'm gonna i'm gonna call and say i'm here And see how she answers. Listen, it is dangerous. It is dangerous. It just is. You know, because those games, they don't bring you closer together. They do not. They do not. They never will. There's only one thing, one thing only, that draws you and your spouse, your partner closer together. And that's direct, open communication. All right. And and here's the other thing. One bit of advice that I learned a long time ago, which is why I don't play these games anymore. While you're trying to create situations to figure out who your husband or your wife is, right? Life also has its own way of bringing circumstances that will help people see who you really are. Think about it. Sometimes things just happen, and you're like, "Oh my! I didn't know that." Whether it's a car accident, whether it's you know you're getting sick, or you left your phone at—I mean, think about it. Any situation. Think of a situation you were in, in, in this last week or two, and you learned something from it. You don't have to 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 set up circumstances to have your friends call or text. You know what I mean? Y'all know who you are. Y'all know who are setting up like these fake fights, you know. And I'm not just talking about my people who love drama, right, who like to fight so they can make up. Y'all know who y'all are. But some people just have to constantly see, well, I know last week that's what they said, but I don't know about today because things might have changed. You're setting yourself up for problems that you do not need and quite frankly, you do not want. So then the question is, how do we remedy this? Right? This pro this question, can we talk, right? How do we talk? Why are we not talking? Can we remedy this? The answer is yes. The answer is yes, you can. Yes, you can learn, but there's something you gotta do. Be direct. Okay. You gotta be direct. And when I say be direct, you got to be direct in three specific categories. Some people have difficulties communicating, even when they're not saying anything bad. Right. And this isn't a values judgment, but they perceive what they have to say as something negative. Um, But then other people also struggle to say good things. And this may be a flaw of the individual. Maybe, you know, they, they feel awkward. And I say they as if these are two strangers, but even in a marriage, understand me, even in a marriage, communication can be awkward. If it's something that we've not focused on and given some resources to and, and been intentional about. Right. So we want to be direct. Be direct with your compliments. Okay, Um, a lot of people have a roundabout way of giving compliments. Be direct. Look in his eyes, look in her eyes and say, hey, that's cool. I like that. That looks nice. You look good. You smell good. Don't beat around the bush. Because. Again, that's not going to help you. It's only going to hurt you. We don't know how to give compliments. That's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. Just like people don't know how to take compliments, a lot of people just don't know how to give them. And again, shout out to my wife here. This is something that as I've been and as I've grown with her, Dean, I've gotten better at giving compliments, namely giving compliments to her because, again, early on, listen, I wasn't always who I am today right and I'm still a work in progress so Jesus don't judge me he's working on me I would look at her Dean. I used to just kind of keep it to myself and I'd want to say something but I would just keep it I, it would be like this silent admiration okay for the life of me I just didn't quite know how to say it spit it out be direct be straight up tell him or her What you got going on. Now, if it's a complaint, you also want to be direct as well. Okay? This falls along the lines of being assertive. Okay? We're not asking you to be a monster and just start yelling and pounding. But if something is not uh, going well for you, okay, you need to speak up about it. And we'll get into this later on in this series. But your complaint is a valid complaint because it's yours. It's how you feel about something. Okay, That is not the time for you to feel like, oh, man, I don't know if I can complain about this or even to pretend that it's okay. Because now, you know, we say, well, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to upset him or upset her. But now you're also being dishonest because you're not telling them that you don't like it you follow me right it, it's one it's what's the difference between lying to someone and then staying quiet and pretending to be okay It's the same thing you're misleading the person so in the same vein if there's a concern uh, if there's a if there's a complaint I mean you want to speak up And then lastly concerns. Right now, this is an interesting situation because a concern means nothing's wrong necessarily, okay? But you're worried about something, or it's been on your mind, or you've been observing a trend, okay? Those can be interesting because it's like, well, nothing's happened. Nothing's going on. What are you concerned about? What you concerned for? You know? And at times the person with the concern can be made to feel as if they're overreacting. Right? We'll often hear, Well, ain't if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This person might be labeled as the kind of person who's always looking for something to cry about or complain about. If you're the one that's that feels that way don't don't do that to him or her right because if someone has a concern and they're voicing that concern they're looking out for you they have your best interest in mind the same way if you saw one of your kids going down a path that could potentially you know land them somewhere that's not good for them you'd be concerned Right. That this is what I'm saying. Your concern. You don't necessarily need to wait for a problem to be concerned. Okay. That is a conversation that is a worthwhile conversation because now you can say, you know what? No, I got it under control. I appreciate your concern, but it's fine. Or your response is, you know what? I had not thought of it that way, you know, and it could be a concern about anything, right? It could be a concern about, um, money. It can be a concern about, um, you know, work. It can be a concern about diet, you know? Um, some in, in all relationships, that's there's someone, somebody with a sweet tooth. There's someone who takes a little bit more than they should. And you could be concerned about someone's um, uh, um, weight or someone's dress, you know, because every once in a while, those concerns are tied to very real problems. All right. I'm concerned that you seem to be forgetting these or forgetting this all the time you want to get to a place in your relationship where you make generous assumptions. Okay. The first time I heard the idea of generous assumptions was from a famous social worker, actually, by the way, Brene Brown. All right. She talks in one of her videos about the fact that we often fail to make generous assumptions about each other. We assume That this person who you're in a relationship with, be it familial or romantic relationship, uh, friendship, we fail to give them the benefit of the doubt. And ultimately, after not being given the benefit of the doubt for so long, that eats away at a relationship. Okay, Um, so we want to. Be generous, right? We want to say this person, you know, they're concerned because they have a, a a vested interest, be it in me, be it the relationship. They're complaining about this. Maybe they have a reason to complain, you know, I, whether it's about cleanliness, whether it's about timeliness. If they're complaining, perhaps I should, perhaps, hey, They might have a point. Let me, um, let me investigate. Okay. Because when that person stops complaining or stops being concerned, now no one's really looking out for this situation and, you know, just buckle up because it it often doesn't end well. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for today. Um, this was part 1 can we talk of uh our four or five part series i'm going to see how far i can stretch it about uh, communication practice these okay uh, after you've listened to this share it with somebody who you know needs to hear it okay i tell my kids sharing is caring so let's 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 do some sharing okay we all know people who Uh, could benefit from a little improvement in their communication. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Couples Council. Uh, Thank you for those of you who've subscribed. If you've not already subscribed, if this is your first time catching us in season two, go back and listen to season one. Go back and find out how we got started, um, where we were a year ago, um, and the way that this podcast has changed. Um, if you want to stay in touch with us, you can do so uh, on social media. Um, Dr. Jameson Mercier on all social media. Um, her Dean Mercier, she's not here with me today, but uh, you can also connect with her. The simplest way is to go to MercierWellness.com and uh, everything is there, including links to past episodes. All right. So thank you guys for joining me today. And I hope to catch you next time for another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.